This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In front beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk speaking out loud in depth. We are having an open discussion tonight. So if anybody has anything on your mind, please let me know what is on your mind. What do you want to talk about tonight? I'm going to open up with a an idea that I did have in mind for tonight. You know, I, I, I haven't really taken the time to flesh it out the way that it needs to be. But I want to talk about this idea. I want to ask this question, and this is going to be a crazy question because we know the answer to the question, but I'm going to ask it, and I might end up titling this video that unless anybody else has anything. But the question I'm going to ask is, um, is God a white supremacist? Is God a white supremacist? Now, um, the reason why I'm asking this question is because I see a movement that's happening um, in the country, you know, mostly with black people, but not only black people, uh, with just woke people in general. And it's this idea of um, white supremacy. Right. But when you really think about the things that they call white supremacy, we, supremacy, we talked about this a little while ago, this idea of whiteness. And how I think it was the National African American Museum of History or whatever it's called. They had put out this thing of what it means to to have whiteness. And basically everything on the list was just, to me, common sense principles. It was things like, you know, working hard, showing up on time, um, a nuclear family. It was this type of thing. And we went over this before. Perhaps I might pull it up a little bit later. But the idea, right is that uh, there's these certain values that we have and these particular values, which mo to, to me were most, most rational people would consider normal, you know, people are calling white supremacy. So what's an example of what I'm talking about when I say this? I want to point to a story that came out a little, a few weeks ago with Nick Cannon. And uh, Nick Cannon was actually talking about how he lives a polygamous lifestyle. And, um, you know, it's to each his own, how he chooses to live. I can't really say anything about that one way or the other. But uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think he said, I'm looking for the quote, but I think he said something to the effect of uh, how the idea of subscribing to a nuclear family okay this is what he says he says uh i'm gonna pull up this article for you i want to make sure that it's capturing everything that i want to capture but let's get it up on the screen this is my most unprepared solid talk ever we might end up deleting this one unless y'all give me something more interesting to talk about but um, basically, he attributes the history of marriage. Let's go to the article and pull it up on the screen for you. Um, internet. 
Praise the Lord. Okay, so he he attributes right this idea of marriage to what he calls European history of marriage. So I'm midway through this article right now, but basically what he's saying it says uh it says then nine years later on June 23rd he became the father of his fifth son Zen with model Alyssa Scott. Okay, and now Kenneth says his aversion to monogamy is rooted in the European history of marriage. Okay, so he says if we're really talking about how we coexist and how we populate, it's about what exchange can we create together. He said, I understand the institution of marriage, but if we go back to what it was about, it was to classify property. He added, referring to the the dowry system, the practice of trading a woman into marriage in exchange for money or property that was popularized in England between the 12th and 18th century. Okay, he says one father gave another man his daughter for land. So when you really get to that concept, it's like we got to change this up. He says, quote, I don't want ownership over anybody the love don't cost a thing star said i don't have ownership over any of the mothers we create families in the sense that we create a beautiful entity okay so i'm looking for something specifically because if i'm not mistaken so basically he's saying that this comes from a european concept and the point i'm trying to make is I'm noticing this pattern in our culture where it's like anything that's negative or traditional is considered the patriarchy. But when you look at it's either considered the patriarchy or white supremacy, which basically people use them interchangeably because it basically boils down into what people consider white males, even though the Bible is a Jewish book. <laughs> you know, God's people are, are Hebrew people. But anyway, um, they are synonymous. So they're one and the same. So when you see things like um, down with the patriarchy and the feminist movement and things like this, what that all basically is, is it is a rejection of Christian values. So the, this particular country was founded on Christian principles. Did we get everything right? Did we dot all the I's and did we cross all the T's? Absolutely not. We didn't. We, there's a whole bunch of stuff this country has gotten wrong and it gets wrong every day. But the point is that um, our constitution and many of our laws and many of the principles and our primary religion up until a certain point had been Christianity. That had been the thing that we um, that we lean on, the thing that we consider the backbone of of our moral fabric, you know, our moral society. So. So we have to ask the question, what is the spirit behind this movement where it says death to the patriarchy or death to white supremacy was really being said is that just because we've been, this is what they would say, just because we've been indoctrinated into a way of life doesn't necessarily mean that that way of life has to be the way that we need to live. So a lot of times when you see stuff, for example, like that, 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 uh, I don't, 
that that poster or whatever they put out at that history museum where they said you don't need to have a nuclear family. That's that's not automatically the proper family that you can have when you see something like that. What they're effectively saying is who's to say that there's a certain way that life needs to be lived? You know, who's to say that a family is a husband, a wife and children? Why can't a family be a single mom and some children and a community? Or why can't a family be a dad and another dad and some children? You know, who is actually determining what's the right and wrong way to live? And so what these people believe is that the reason why we have been conditioned to live the way we live to determine what's what's a family, what's not a family, you know, what is the proper way to have work ethic or to do a job or what is professionalism, what's not professionalism, all of these type of values. They're basically saying, why is it that you feel obligated to do it this way? Now, if you have no revelation of God whatsoever, then I can understand how that can make sense. You know, like like who who really is to say what you should be doing one way or the other, how you should be doing it one way or the other. So these movements that we see like down with the patriarchy and, you know, deaf to white supremacy, when they use these terms, they're really speaking about God because the, the, the principles that they have, you know, even down to the gender things like that, um, they are anti-Christian principles. So what what it is really, even though it sounds like it's a social construct, it really is a religious movement that's actually happening where religiously they, they might not call it religion. But what's happening is there's a there's a rejection of the religion that America traditionally had. Go to church, raise a family, work hard, try to buy a house, try to get a white picket fence and two kids and a dog. Right. Um, there's a rejection of that. There's someone that says, like Nick Cannon, why can't I have more than one wife? You know, why can't I do X, Y and Z? And, you know, look, I don't even want to fight the brother on that. Like sometimes I ask that. But but seriously, though, um, there's a rejection of that religion. And what we have to understand as human beings is that we have to live away. We have to live a certain type of way. Every human being is religious to some degree. Now, the religion of doing whatever you want, which is basically YOLO or Thelema or um, if it feels good, do it right. That that basically is the religion that's trying to come up and usurp what they would call the patriarchy, what they would call white supremacy or whatever, whatever other nickname they want to give God. That's basically it. And really what this is, is a religion of lawlessness. It's a religion of lasciviousness. Basically, just do whatever your lustful desires tell you that you should do. Whatever your flesh speaks to you and tells you that you should do. There's no reason why you shouldn't do it. And this is this is dangerous because it's an indication of this country not having a revelation of who God is. You know, um one thing that God brings is a standard, you know, God's and, and this is what we talked about on here before the reason why people love the universe, but they hate God. 
people love the universe because the universe is basically whatever you want to make it. The universe is impersonal. The universe is, is not a male or female. It might not even be human the way people talk about it. The universe is just like this force of existence in people's minds. This is how they treat the universe. And because of that, they can attribute whatever they want to the universe. OK, if this happened to me, it's because the universe wanted it to happen. Um, if this happened to me, it's because I've been good to the universe or, you know, they can even attribute certain ways that the universe works. I feed into it and I get it back. Karma or whatever they want to say it. And. That's convenient when you want to do whatever you want to do. The reason why people don't like the true and living God is because he is very personal. He is very detailed in terms of what he likes, what he doesn't like. The Bible, which is the word of God, is very clear about, okay, what does it take for me to enter into the kingdom of, of heaven, the kingdom of God, and what does it take for me to be excluded? You know, if you look at Galatians uh, chapter, uh, I think it's first. uh First Corinthians, excuse me, chapter six, verse nine, I think it's either six, verse nine or nine, verse six. Let's see. Yeah. Galatians. I keep saying Galatians. First Corinthians, chapter six, verse nine says this. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And that's what people don't like. People don't like the fact that if this Bible is true and if this Bible is the word of God, that God has created a standard of how he wants us to live so people have to um figure out how am i going to reconcile that if i don't want to change you see god meets everybody where they are but his goal is not for us to stay there his goal is to bring us to where he wants us to be you know um so so yeah definitely come as you are the gospel is absolutely come as you are but the gospel is not a stay as you are gospel. And that's the challenge that people have with it because they say, oh, I'm born this way. This is just how I am. This is this is how I feel. You know, I don't understand why I can't do X, Y and Z. And all I can say is <laughs> the Bible says, look, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see God. So so we're competing against this. Uh, we're competing against these ideologies and they have to create a fall guy. Right. And since they don't really have a a revelation of the Lord, they come up with these social constructs to be the fall guy. Basically, the people who made the rules. When you hear people talk about um, the patriarchy or white supremacy or something like that. Um, what they're really saying is I am rejecting the people that made the rules. Now, here's the question in this country. Did those people make the rules? 
yeah, they kind of did. <laughs> they kind of did, but they didn't make them exactly because what happened was God made the rules in the Bible and they just implemented the rules that God had made. So once again, they're just pointing the finger and saying, okay, you came up with this. And this is because it's a carnal minded approach. It's a carnal minded approach of seeing life. It's a carnal minded approach. And so they point to the very first thing they see in front of me. They say, okay, you founded this country. You came, you brought this religion here and you established these rules. And now we have to tear these rules down. So spiritually, this is what's actively happening in the country today. There's there's a very, for some people it's subconscious, for other people it's very conscious. But there's a there's a um, a move a spiritual movement that's happening in this country that wants to tear down uh, basically society as we know it, and they want to build up a new society. This comes in the form of the, the two things I mentioned before, the patriarchy, white supremacy, but it also comes in the form of capitalism. You know, there's a lot of people that are uh, subconsciously and consciously trying to implement socialism, you know, and tear down capitalism because they feel like capitalism results in uh, winners and losers. Well, guess what? The Bible is a principle is a book that is principled off of winners and losers. And, but the thing about it is everybody has a potential to win. It's as simple as what it says in Proverbs. He says, I went by the field of the slothful. It was all grown over with thorns and thistles and nettle, you know, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So, yeah, it is a biblical principle. If you work hard, then you'll be you will reap the benefits of that. If you're lazy, then you won't. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the issue with socialism which ultimately is just a fancy way of saying capitalism i'm sorry not capitalism communism is the fact that um they handicap people and they 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 make all things equal basically so if you do no work at all you still have a bare minimum but if you're a workaholic and in a capitalist society you could have been jeff bezos or you could have been Bill Gates or you could have been, you know, whoever some of these people are, maybe not even them, but just a person that has a nice, a nice job and things like that and providing for your family and you're well off and you did what you needed to do to uh, to get what you needed. A socialist society would actually, <clears throat> excuse me, it would actually handicap you from being able to achieve that. So what those usually results in is it usually results in instead of every man for himself, it usually results in like the majority of people, probably like over 90 percent of the people more or less being on the same level. And then you have this very small group of people way at the top, which is why most communist societies end up resulting in tyranny. You know, it ends up resulting in dictatorship. And that's something that we see happening in this country today is more and more you see a quest for dictatorship. More and more rights are being taken away. And they're using the uh, excuse of a pandemic to take away these rights. Okay, you got to wear this. You can't wear that. You got to stand this distance. That's kind of how it starts. 
You can't go in this place unless you got this. And before you know it, now we're in a we're basically in a tyrannical society. We're basically in a society that literally says you can't work unless you put this medicine, if you want to call it that, into your body. Right. Otherwise, you can kiss your job goodbye. You know, so they have the religious exemption in some places. But but we see where this is headed. <laughs> you know, they're going to they're going to probably honor that maybe for like a year or so, hopefully. And then after that year is up, they probably going to figure out some loophole because the spirit of the Antichrist is a spirit that basically changes laws. He changes laws. The Bible says that that Antichrist spirit will change laws and seasons and things like that. So um, so this is what we're, what we're seeing happening in our society. There's a spiritual shift that people are trying to implement which is effectively lawlessness and tyranny. And we, what that means for us is that we need to be praying spiritually. You know, if you appreciate this country and, and, and the amenities that it has, um, then you will engage in that spiritual battle because it is a spiritual battle. So what I want to do, it's about 8.30. I know I did start late, but I want to go to the chat and just see what y'all are saying about this. Also, by the way, if anyone else has any other topics that are on your mind or something that you want to talk about, let me know. Otherwise, I'm going to be deleting this video once it's done. <laughs> Glory to the Lamb of God. So God bless everybody that's coming on. Um, God is good. Once again, I apologize for being late. We were filming a music video for the song called Then What. Hopefully it'll be out soon. Hopefully it'll be out by next week. We'll see. My computer's kind of slow. <laughs> yeah, my computer's kind of slow. <laughs> King of Grace says, I don't trust any man who wears an older woman's headdress. <laughs> and that's funny. Yeah, but I mean, you know, and, and I understand what he's saying because overseas... If you go to the Middle East, if you go to some parts of Africa, polygamy is normalized there. So they do view women more as property and they basically uh, it's just like just like a car. If you make a lot of money and you can afford it, then you can have more than one car. And that's kind of how they are with women. You know, you make X amount of money. And this woman comes and some in some places, these marriages are arranged. And and so the question becomes, who who is to say that a marriage is between one man and one woman? Well, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, you know, the uh, I think it was the Jews or the Pharisees. One of them tried to catch Jesus in a lie and they were talking about, you know, well, master. If this man dies or this woman dies or whatever, and she had, you know, let's say that there was a woman and she married a guy and he died and then his brother married her and, you know, she died, he died, excuse me, and she had like seven husbands, who's going to be married to her in the resurrection? And basically what Jesus said was, uh, he said there's no, no, uh, marriage in the kingdom you know what i'm saying after it's all said and done but he says since the beginning it's always been one man and one woman but because of the hardness of your hearts moses permitted you uh oh the law allowed you hold on let me look up the scripture since the beginning it's always been one man and one woman 
Let me just find it because I'm butchering this right now. I can't be coming on here. When I come on here late, I don't be uh, coherent. You know what I'm saying? But let me see. Um, 2 and 24. Let me see something. Let me. Uh, scripture. It's not coming up the way I want it to. Okay, Matthew 19 and 4. Let's see if this is what I want. Matthew 19 and 4. Here we go. So Matthew 19 and 4 says, it says, And he answered and said unto them, Have ye not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? And said, For this cause shall a man leave father and mother, and shall cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. Wherefore they are no more twain, but one flesh. Would God have would God therefore have joined together, let no man put asunder? There's something else that I wanted where Jesus specifically says, Since the beginning there was one man and one woman. Let me see if I can find that. I'm about to go back and look. But anyway, you know, those kings in the Bible, they did have multiple wives. But under this covenant that we're under now, we supposed to only have one wife. Unless y'all know something, I don't know. You know, if y'all know something, I don't know. I know there are people that try to say that polygamy is is justified in the bible if i'm not mistaken i believe that mormons practice that i know that some hebrew israelites practice that uh and they try to justify it and maybe we might have to do another another study on this separately First Corinthians seven and two, nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife and let every woman have her own husband. Uh, OK. First Timothy says that a bishop must be blameless, the husband of one wife, vigilant, sober. OK, maybe that's what it is. Mark chapter 10, verse seven. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. And they twain. So they twain means two people. That word twain means two. And they too shall be one flesh. So then they are no more twain, but one flesh. Okay, maybe that's what it is. I'm gonna look that up in my in my spare time. But but yeah, so Jesus says that it's gonna be two people. Those two people become one flesh. They become one flesh. Okay, Christ Warrior as a discussion question thank you for that he says or he or she says did you see dave chappelle's comments any opinions well i i saw the clips of dave chappelle's comments i didn't see the whole thing but my opinion is that comedians some of these comedians are speaking more truth than pastors right some of these comedians see see 
the role of the comedian and thank you for bringing this up because i really want i was i feel like i'm like i'm doing a stand-up routine and i'm dying here but um comedians speak truth but they package the truth in such a way that they make a joke about it and and very good comedians have a way of almost preaching but they're preaching with humor all right they're preaching with humor and so i appreciated dave chappelle's comments of course dave chappelle he's he's a uh, like semi-woke he's basically woke but he's not all the way woke you know so what i mean by that is he still has a lot of ungodly principles about how he views those topics. I think, if I'm not mistaken, he was talking about the transgender issue and the LGBT issue. And so what you see with Dave Chappelle is he's he's reached his point as to where is his cutoff point. So he's saying, I can go as far as the L, I can go as far as the B, I can go as kind of as far as the T, but the issue that he has with the T is that the T, if you notice, the, 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 the transgender men are basically removing women. Okay, this LGBT movement is probably about the worst thing that could happen to women. And why do I say that? Well, look at women's sports. What you have now is, quote unquote, transgender uh, I guess they'd be transgender women, but basically men that think that they're women are going into these sports. And I'm talking about like track and field, but I'm also talking about MMA. Okay. I'm talking about like boxing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I'm talking about weightlifting. They're going into these women's sports and competing against the women. So, you're you're in okay track and field first of all is wrong but track and field you ain't really like hurting anybody per se like you're competing against them but you're not really touching them but mma you are fighting them so you basically have a man that's in the ring fighting a woman and somehow in our society people have become so reprobate or so debased that that this is per, this is permissible like why is why is this even permissible this should be illegal that person should be in an insane asylum but this shows you how far we've come so where dave Chappelle is he said he's basically the same as jk rowling and and what he means by that is jk rowling she's a feminist but she's a feminist that doesn't want transgender women which is men that think that they're women she doesn't want them taking the place of a woman so you see this happening in other places as well where they will say things like people who menstruate which are women right <laughs> but because there are some women who think they're men which are which they would call transgender men i know this is confusing forgive me but they come up with these phrases like people who menstruate. And then they have stuff like recently I saw on the cover of Playboy magazine. You know, they had a guy. on. Well, they, that was just a guy. It's just a gay guy. But so maybe that's, that's not relevant to this conversation. But, for example, if I'm not mistaken, I think Miss Nevada was a transgender woman and she actually won Miss America. 
So imagine how you feel as a woman. You are basically a woman and you got this creature that walks in. That's a man who thinks he's a woman and you're competing. You're competing against beauty and to some degree intelligence. But it's really we know these patterns are mostly about beauty and the swimsuit competition. So how does that make you feel as a woman when you, you're trying to be beautiful you're trying to be acknowledged. You you want attention. You want the glory of being Miss America. And you get beat by a dude. You get beat by a dude. If I'm not mistaken, I think Caitlyn Jenner, this is when it, when it all really first jumped off. This was back in like 2015 and all that. One woman of the year, one of these years. So how do you feel as a woman where a quote-unquote transgender woman comes in and they deem this quote-unquote woman woman of the year you know you could take the worst the worst woman i'm not even going to describe the worst woman because i don't want to get in trouble but the worst woman is a better woman than the transgender woman because the transgender woman is not a woman so imagine if you're one of the best women you're on miss america right as far as you know those those attributes are concerned and you lose to a woman. So this is what this is why the woke people eat themselves. It's the snake eating its tail because the wokeism period is just insanity. So what's happening is somebody like Dave Chappelle, he's insane. Now I know he speaks a lot of sense. You know, he has a lot of uh, insightful things to say. And I actually, you know, I'm not saying he's stupid or nothing like that, but he's not saved. And, and, and most people not saved just like when I wasn't saved, I was insane. I voted for things that for politicians who supported things that were insane. I didn't know that they were insane at the time. I lived my lifestyle like I was insane. I was at the go go or the club every week, every other week. They fight there literally 98% of the time. <laughs> and I'm there every week. Sometimes they, they they shooting outside the club. I'm there every week. I'm sleeping with women. I'm crazy. I'm insane. Okay? Insane. So until we become clothed and in our right mind like the gathering demoniac, um, we don't know how to think. So because Dave Chappelle is not, not renewed in his mind, I don't think he's born again. He doesn't know how to think. But fortunately, his mind is not reprobate. And because of that, he has reached a cutoff point. I can do the L, the B, the, the I can do he, what he's basically saying is I can do some of the T. <laughs> I can do some of the T, but you can tell by his jokes that. There's a lot of stuff about it that just doesn't add up to him. But because he has a platform, because he has an audience, because he wants to be nice to a lot of people that are probably his friends and associates, he can't fully go against it. So what he has to do is he has to kind of make a joke about it and just hope that that it causes people to think. So he's just trying to bring people in to to where he where he is mentally through jokes and what i will say to answer your question christ warrior my opinion i appreciate that i genuinely appreciate him doing the best that he can in his mind right 
which is insane, but relatively speaking, is not he's not all all the way gone, right? So I do appreciate him for doing and saying something that will cause people to think about the foolish the foolishness, the foolery that's going on. That's basically what he's doing. He's saying, okay, this is getting out of control. And I hope that more people will acknowledge that this is getting out of control. And to a certain degree, he's really saying what everybody is thinking or what not everybody, but what the majority of people are probably thinking. You got like different types of people. You got the super woke people who are just so far gone. Then you have what's probably the majority of the people who just like they know it's off. Like they know it's weird, but they be, but because they're likely sinful, they're kind of like, well, who am I to judge? Or they might say, well, it's not affecting my life. Or they might say, what's the big deal? That's kind of how I was before I got saved. I was like, I don't, who cares about gay marriage? What does that got to do with me? I literally said more women for me. I was like, if these dudes, for whatever reason, if they if they don't understand the beauty of this, <laughs> if they if they can't get it. I'm not going to complain about that. That was my mentality because I didn't have a revelation of God. Okay. I did not have a revelation of the fact that there's somebody who sits high and looks low and he's the arbiter of right and wrong. I had no clue about right and wrong. So what Dave Chappelle is basically doing is he's seeing some things that are happening in society that he has deemed wrong. Because he has his own moral fabric. He has his own uh, compass. I call it the God strand in people. Basically like like that that little bit of sense that you still got. Like even when I was crazy and saying out in the world, there were certain things I didn't do because I still had that God strand in me. And most of the time, the older you are, the more of that you will have. Because if the, the more you go back, you remember when things were closer to God. When you think about the word progressive, the question becomes, what are we progressing away from? Well, really, the progressives are progressing away from God. <laughs> that That's what they're progressing away from. They're progressing away from God, but they call it the patriarchy or they call it white supremacy or some other silly nickname that they'll give it. So I appreciate Dave Chappelle. I'm thankful that he did it. Um, Because... He knew he knew that he would receive scrutiny and there was a certain level of bravery that he needed to have in order to have that conversation. To make those jokes, there was a certain level of bravery. And what I really like about what Dave Chappelle says is that or, or, or rather how he did it is that. He brings he brings you on board in such a way where you can't really argue it. You know what I mean? I think he said something about how this rapper named the baby, such a stupid name, the baby. Uh, apparently, I learned from Dave Chappelle shot and killed somebody in a Walmart. <laughs> right now, I don't know if it was self-defense or what I, I hear it was self-defense or something like that. But nonetheless, according to Dave Chappelle, you can look it up and the baby shot and killed somebody in the Walmart. Uh, and he's saying basically that everybody got on the baby when he said something that was deemed 
what they would call um, homophobic. But nobody cares about the fact that he raps about killing people all the time and he literally did kill somebody. And that we have hundreds of murders that are happening in these inner cities that nobody cares about. There's a hypocrisy there that can't be ignored. And he has the, the platform and the wit and the talent to to uh, frame that. And he did. So I appreciate him for that. You know, I've been watching. I've been watching. Uh, Lavelle Crawford has a comedy special. Now, I love Lavelle Crawford. Right. Um, now, before you go and watch it, <laughs> don't watch it because it's, it's like every other word is is the F word or some some curse word with Lavelle. Right. Um, but. But I was listening through those words, okay? And he has a comedy special called The COVID Vaccine. Oh, my bad, I'm sorry. It's called the, um, the Comedy Vaccine. It's called The Comedy Vaccine. It's on YouTube. Don't watch it. But the name of the channel is it's like, nah. <laughs> but it's called The Comedy Vaccine. And uh, man, Lavelle was speaking some truth. Right. But he 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 framed it in the jokes in such a way that it was so clever. And this is why I say that the that the comedians are braver than a lot of the pastors today. Not all pastors, some great pastors, but the comedians are braver than many of the pastors today because they have something to lose. But they're saying, you know what? I could go up here and I could um, I could talk about anything. I could just talk about the same old stuff. I could talk about, oh, black people this, white people this way. I could talk about sex jokes. I could talk about being broke or something. But, but there's certain comedians, and usually the great ones, they almost see their job as like a calling or, or, or better yet, like a civic duty. And I could tell listening to Lavelle's special, that he's very much I could put like this I try not to get into the politics but I'm a very conservative person as far as politics is concerned and as a person who is very conservative I can listen to Lavelle's jokes and tell that he's conservative he was basically talking about how he didn't he doesn't like the mask he was saying stuff about how he believes that Jesus is coming back soon and how we're just grateful to be here and he thank God that we still here. He was making jokes about um about how he's not gonna take the jab. And he was like, they just made that jab in like 30 minutes. I ain't taking that jab. You know what I mean? So so he was doing it in jest, but I could tell that he saw it as something that he needed to do. And I think to a certain degree, Dave Chappelle had his special and he saw that as something that he needed to do he needed to say Dave Chappelle time to the night he could have did a comedy special about anything you know he's done stuff before he's he's usually about social stuff anyway but he's um he could do whatever he wants to do he's talented you know what I mean he's gifted but um but he chose to 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 I don't want to say I don't want I I don't want to say nothing blasphemous, but he chose to basically like sacrifice himself for the the greater good of having this conversation. 
And that's the part point that I was trying to finish the last time that we really don't know how many people are really on board with this stuff because the mainstream media, which is ran by the devil is on board with all of the crazy stuff. Like that's his agenda. He's pushing these agendas. He's pushing it hard. So when you get on Facebook and Instagram and uh, TikTok and <clears throat> YouTube and stuff like this, and, and and if you didn't have the real world, you would think this is how everybody thinks. But I don't think everybody is crazy. I think most people think the way Dave Chappelle thinks. I think they think it's weird or it's just crazy. But if they don't have that revelation of God, they're just going to kind of go along with the get along. And that's kind of where we are. And I think Dave is just saying like, OK, maybe we should uh, begin to rethink how much power these people actually have that the baby can shoot and kill somebody and nobody bats an eye. But then it's like if you just hurt a gay person's feelings, you get dragged through the mud. You know, that's something for us to think about. So he's just trying to get people to think. You've been seeing a couple of these celebrities come out recently. I think Rihanna had a T-shirt that said, think while it is still legal. And, you know, Rihanna is the type. She's not going to wear anything that she doesn't think about beforehand because she is a fashion icon. I think Rihanna is worth over a billion dollars or something with her makeup or or perfume or something like that she's worth over a billion dollars if i'm not it's to my understanding so she's very conscious about what she wears and she wears a shirt think while it is still legal Nicki minaj comes out and talks against the jab she tells this account of somebody in her family. I think it was her male cousin. Well, definitely her male cousin because she said he took the jab. And according to her, and this, forgive me, this is a little bit graphic, but his testicles became enlarged. So I don't know if that's true or not, but Nicki Minaj has a lot to lose. So why would she just come out of the blue and make a make an accusation about something where she she doesn't she doesn't stand to gain anything she doesn't gain anything from that uh she gained a few conservative people that that were like you know cheering her on but but as far as the industry she's in and as far as like the mainstream media the people who actually pull the strings that doesn't benefit her to say something that's against their agenda so we got to ask the question why is she saying that why is rihanna wearing that shirt why I think somebody else had another shirt that said the same thing. So question, is there something going on with these celebrities? I'm of the position that I believe most of these celebrities have handlers and they have PR people. And I just don't think that they could just speak out like that. So when I see something like that, like Rihanna T-shirt or Nicki Minaj making that type of uh, allegation or testimony, I'm, I'm not going to call it an allegation, make it seem like she's lying. I think she's telling the truth, maybe. But when I see her make that type of testimony or tell that type of story, 
then I'm like, okay, what's the what is the long game of this? Because how are whoever's in control of these people letting them come out and wear this stuff and say these things? Like there's got to be see this this is men, you know, you gotta play 4D chess. Okay. That's the I think that's the term people use, 4D chess. It's it's not checkers, it's chess. So whenever I see anything presented to me, I'm not taking it at face value necessarily. I'm like, okay, what is the, what's really going on here? So these icons now are starting to get a little bit uh, woke on the other end. I think the, the conservative version of woke is called red pilled. So Rihanna and uh, Nicki Minaj and even Kanye West sometime back, has become red pilled right that's the term that they use so it's one of two things that are happening either these celebrities have more autonomy than i give them credit for and i can wear what i want or i can say what i want and this and that that's that's one scenario the other scenario is that they don't have the autonomy but they are choosing to buck the system and, you know, they may or may not have repercussions for that. Time will tell, you know, hopefully not. So either they, they have more freedom than, than I think or they don't have the freedom, but they decided that they wanted to become free anyway. And we're just going to have to see if there's any payback for that. Or the third option is that there's something else going on. So there's a guy that I follow on YouTube. His name is, his channel name is On Point Preparedness. A guy named Mike. I really like him. He's a white guy. Really, really uh, solid brother in the Lord. Mike from On Point Preparedness. And um, he's kind of talking about this idea. He, it's It's been a while since I really watched him like that. But the last time I watched him, he was kind of throwing out this scenario of how it's almost like most people see it as like the left is is the problem okay let me say it this way let me just say what, what he's basically saying what he's basically saying is this the left is going to eventually erode because you can't have and when i say the left i mean like the really super woke people like the the activists and the antifa and the the LGBTQ, HIJK, element of P, all of that type of stuff. That's unsustainable because eventually they're going to eat each other. And I think most people kind of are somewhat, they aren't all the way gone, far gone. So most people, I believe, aren't really on board with this. And the worse and worse that it gets, you're going to have more people like Dave Chappelle who are going to say, OK, wait a minute, this needs to stop or we need to have a cutoff point. So basically, Mike's point is that it's actually going to be kind of like the conservative movement that's going to come in and save the day. Now, what we have to be aware of is anybody other than Jesus Christ who comes in and saves the day, we got to be weary of them leery of them not weary excuse me we gotta be leery of them okay that's why like personally i kind of like donald trump i know i probably lose a subscriber for that but i i think he's funny i thought he was a great president um like as far as policy was concerned and i thought he was kind of funny 
Um, and I, I thought he was a straight shooter. But if he comes back in 2024, I'm I'm going to be looking at him like like with a microscope. OK, because I'm like, especially if he comes in to like save the day, like, thank goodness we get we got Biden and Harris out of the administration and, and we got to put a stop to this wokeness. Basically, Mike's point is that there's going to be a false light and that we shouldn't get caught up in thinking that the false light is going to be somebody on on the, the 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 far liberal side of the spectrum right somebody that's going because i always talk about the religion of tolerance how the the antichrist is going to sort of um have this religion of acceptance and tolerance for everybody you know mike is presenting a scenario where like that religion is going to try to come on the scene and everybody's going to see that it's just horrible then you're going to have like this false light that's sort of Christian, but sort of not Christian. And then like everybody's going to gravitate to that. Like this is our actual savior. And that is very dangerous. It's very dangerous. So um, that's why like don't look to any man. The Bible says cursed is the person that uh puts their trust in flesh. I mean, puts their trust in man and makes flesh his arm. Like don't look to any flesh. As charismatic as people are, you know, Trump is charismatic. Obama is charismatic. Don't trust. Just trust Jesus Christ. Let's put it that way. Trust Jesus Christ. So. So, yeah, that's 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 a good question. Christ warrior. I should have came on and talked about Dave. That would have been way more interesting than what I opened up with. But, yeah, that's good. And and if you can find a. a, 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 a a sanitized version of Lavelle Crawford, which I doubt you'll find, but if you can find that, watch that. You know. Uh, let me see something real quick. So once again, if anybody has any other topics that are on your mind, please let me know. King of Grace says a family can be grandparents and a grandchild, but it was never God. A God's will. You know, Brother Joseph says the plan of God is the is the ideal, not a consequence of our sin. Exactly. Let me read that again so I can fully get it. The plan of God is the ideal, not a consequence of our sin. OK, so I think what you're saying there, brother, is a. Uh, I think what you're saying there, brother, is that what God desires is what he's laid out in his word. What he desires is what he's laid out in his word. But, okay, but, you know, just because we sin and just because we create scenarios that are not ideal, that doesn't mean that our scenario is right. It just means that that we made a mistake or we, we committed a sin and that we should basically try to make the best out of that situation. And that's fine. Cause we all live life. Everybody born in sin and shaped in iniquity. So just try to make the best out of your situation. Try to live the rest of your life according to the word of God. But what's happening in the, in the um, situation with the people that are rebelling against the Bible, basically they're just rejecting that wholeheartedly and saying, instead of me, 
repenting from my sin and living the way that I'm supposed to live. I'm just going to do what I want to do and just ignore the whole concept of sin, period. You know, there was a. Uh, let me let me look it up before I talk about it. Let me look it up before I talk about it. Sister Tarima says secular humanism is definitely a religious movement and it's God is self. Yeah, that's that's basically Satanism, secular humanism. Yeah, the universe does not move unless God says so. Absolutely. The most high God says so. Absolutely. Sister Brittany says there's a big self love movement. Folks are loving and celebrating their sin. Yeah, there is this movement of like, take me as I am. If you can't love me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Um, I'm just, it's kind of like this movement of being unashamed. Like, it's great to have confidence. It's great to have esteem about yourself. But it's a whole other thing to worship yourself or to or to embrace yourself in such a way that everything is wrong except you like sometimes it might just be you that's wrong you know um there's so much more i can say about this i don't even have time right now somehow it's past day i forgot i started uh started later man um let me see if I can get more toward the bottom where we started talking about Dave and all that. I want to kind of see them comments. Let's see what we got here. Uh, okay. Let's back up. Okay, all right, here we go. So... Nicole says so much is changing and the Bible speaks of it. Absolutely. King of Grace says, I said that yesterday I was a psycho here, there, everywhere, all over the place. Yeah. Before we say we are flat out crazy. I think about some of the stuff I did before I was saved. And I'm like, like I was out of my mind. I was out of my mind. You know what I mean? A mess. Just like she said, a mess. Yeah, I was a mess. I, was, I still got a bunch of cleaning up to do. You know what I mean? So that just tells you the saving grace of God, you know. But they were more scared of the Gadarene demoniac when he was clothed and in his right mind than they were when he was crazy. So go figure, right? Go figure. Your progressivism just simply progresses away from God. Jedi Mike says ridiculous, hypocritical, but also demonic. King Grace says God has chosen a remnant based on his grace. Praise the Lord. Moni says Dave Chappelle will be okay. He has enough money to keep it pushing. Well, that's the thing about quote unquote cancel culture, right? Um, I think in the beginning of folks getting canceled, folks were actually getting canceled. Like people were were uh well, folks are still getting canceled a little bit, but but so much canceling has been going on quote unquote that now it's like somebody get canceled on Twitter for about three days and then in about a month you forget that they even said or did what they even said or did 
So in the beginning, it was like, okay, folks are really getting canceled. But now cancel is almost like a game that people play, play like, okay, we're going to cancel you. <laughs> and, and people endure it. You know, they're able to endure it now because I think the general population is saying, look, it's ridiculous that every time somebody say something that, you know, hurts one little person's feelings. Right. We're, we're going to cancel them. Everybody has to walk on eggshells. Nobody can say anything that offends anybody at any time. You know, these super woke people, they're really just a bunch of narcissists that are walking around trying to exert control over people and trying to be worshipped and appreciated everywhere that they go. So because of that, any little thing that, that, that doesn't work in my favor or any any little thing that doesn't fully accommodate me and who I am is is against me. And so therefore, I'm going to try to cancel you. And I think most people are starting to get the point that uh, this cancel stuff is stupid. So it's almost like a game now. But you do see a few people that are still getting canceled. I think there was a lady who works at ESPN. Her name is Sage Steele. She is a sports anchor. And she made a few comments recently that actually got her canceled, meaning that she lost her job. So she basically said something about one thing about Obama and she said another thing about the jab. So what she said about Obama, somehow they were talking about her race. I guess she's biracial. She's I think she's half white and half black. And she was saying basically like who or what determines whether I consider myself white or black. Like if I fill out the census, why is it that people would want me to say that I'm black? Versus me deciding maybe I want to say that I'm white if I'm 50 percent white, 50 percent black. And what she said about Obama, she said that uh, his mom was white, which she is, and his dad was black and that he he identifies as black. But basically. He was raised by his white mom and grandma. So that's all she said. So I think that got her in trouble. I don't see any harm in that, but apparently that got her in trouble. And then the other thing she said was basically that she doesn't think the jab should be mandatory. And because of that, she lost her job. So the only way to really get canceled is if you lose your job or you lose your platform. Dave Chappelle is, a, is, is, is more or less an, an entrepreneur so it, he's kind of hard to cancel, kind of like Joe Rogan. You know, a lot of the uh, woke people, they don't like Joe Rogan because he says a few things that are that go against the official narrative. And. But the problem is the problem for them is that he has the number one platform in the country. I think he's on Spotify. I think he's like exclusive to Spotify or something like that. I'm not sure. But anyway, if they were to lose him, they would lose a whole bunch of people that are subscribed to Spotify. And there will be a bunch of people that will probably protest because that's something I would do. I'm not I don't watch Joe Rogan, but I'm the type to stop supporting the company if I believe that they are doing something that, that I believe is extremely wrong. So if they lost Joe, they would be down and out, basically. So um, Dave is 
kind of that way. I think he he does have like the contract contract on Netflix. He would still have to get on Netflix. He would still have to. He could get, potentially get blackballed, but he's a big enough name to survive. You know, he can survive. So I agree, Moni. Dave can survive. You know, same thing with Kyrie Irving, basketball player. There's another basketball player. I can't think of the guy's name, but there's another one named Bradley Bill who plays for the Wizards or something like that. Um, I think he still plays for the Wizards. These are guys who play in the NBA, and they have made the decision that they don't want to get the jab. And they have explained why. Oh, also my man, um, Jonathan Isaac, that's my dude. They've made it valid arguments as to why they don't feel as though they need it. And I love the way Jonathan Isaac explained it. I can't even explain it better than he explained it. I'm about to come back and put the link in here. But basically, um, they've made the choice that they're not going to bow. Will they suffer consequences? Yes, they're going to lose a lot of money. But if you've been playing in the league, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you Kyrie Irving and you've been making millions and you got these crazy contracts, you should be you should have been doing something with your money. And I think Kyrie is the type of guy, once again, he kind of like in the Dave category where he's not saved, but he's a thinker and he's very insightful and he's very intelligent, even though a lot of people, you know, he goes against the grain is basically what I'm saying. And he and he strikes me as someone that would be wise with his money. So he's made the decision, look, I might miss out on the last part of my contract. If, if I'm making $12 million a year and that's 24, I might lose $24 million, million, $24 million. And nobody wants to lose that. But if you got, if you saved up and you got like, I don't know, $50 million and maybe your house is, your mansion is already paid for or something. You can afford to lose it. Like you could be set for life if you've been smart with your money. And if his conviction is that I don't want to put this in my body, so be it. Jonathan Isaac, he plays for the Orlando Magic. Now he is a born again believer. I don't, I think he might even be in his rookie contract because I don't think he's been in the league any more than like three years, if I'm not mistaken, three or four years. So he might still be on his rookie deal, meaning he doesn't have nearly as much money as Kyrie or uh, Bradley Bill. But because he's a born again believer and because those are his personal convictions, he just made a decision. He doesn't need it. He said, I had COVID already. I have the antibodies. They're effective. You know, so why do I need that? If I already had it, I got the antibodies. I'm in a low risk group. I'm in extremely good health. Okay. It ain't like, according to the CDC, a person who's fully vaccinated can still contract and spread the virus. So, and they don't carry any more or less of the virus. That's in another study. So, so it's not like it's any difference with others. The only thing that they're saying is that if you get it, it's going to reduce the chance of you needing to go to the hospital. It's going to reduce the symptoms. 
So me, I'm not even as young as him. I think he in his like 20s or something. And he's in impeccable shape. I'm 37. I'm in half decent shape. And I don't even feel I need it. Like personally, to be quite honest with you, this is my personal opinion. I don't know why I use that phrase. Every every of one of my opinions is my personal opinion. This is my, in my opinion, I think it's more risky for me to get the jab than to actually not get it. That's just how I personally feel, right? Um, but that's just me. I'd rather just take my chances. We almost two years into this thing and I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. If you lasted a year and a half, you know, you, you good. You know, a couple of couple of uh, close believers I know had it recently. Prayed to God, got over it. Was it kind of painful? Yeah, it was painful. They were struggling, breathing, and you know they had the symptoms and the the fever and the cold sweats. They didn't need to be hospitalized. They just endured it. I don't even think it lasted for for more than like a whole week, and they were over it. So to each his own, to each his own. Moni, I think she's talking about comedians. She says they're braver and clever and very smart. It takes a lot of intelligence to deliver jokes in that manner. Comedians are very intellectual. Absolutely. Comedians are genius. Many of the good ones, they're genius. And that's why I like Lavelle Crawford because he's a big fat dude. Now he's lost a lot of weight. But he's still big. And before that, he was even a bigger dude. He's a big, fat dude. And he 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 would deliver his jokes in such a way where he knows his appearance and how huge he is. And he's got kind of got like that southern accent and he'd be speaking fast and you know, you sometimes you could barely understand him and stuff like that. And he's he's snorting in between it, joke, making jokes, you know what I'm saying, in between each joke. But I like him because I know that all he's doing is using that to his advantage. Like I know that he's extremely intelligent, but he he understands, all right, this this uh works for me. This is a part of my brand, and it makes me funnier. And so he 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 disguises the truth or well, let me say facts because the truth is Jesus Christ. He disguises the facts and this truthful information in these jokes. Right. In this kind of like this package where you're eating. It's almost like when you uh, give the, the kid the medicine. Maybe they got to take a pill. OK, my mom's dog cupcake. She doesn't like to take she had to take some antibiotics. She won't take the antibiotics on her own. But if you wrap the antibiotics in peanut butter and she doesn't know that the antibiotic is there, she will destroy that antibiotic because because she's so focused on the peanut butter that she doesn't even realize that she's being fed something that's going to help her. And so I really appreciate that about about Lavelle Crawford. And a few other people that are like him, you know, just just those really great comedians. Brittany says a few NFL and NBA players aren't pushing the quote. You must get a jab narrative. In fact, Jonathan Isaac spoke up about it during an interview. Yeah. Yeah. You got to it before before we did. Great point. 
Moni says, yeah, but Nicki Minaj put his business on blast. Yeah, I don't know whose business, but yeah, she received a lot of backlash, you know. But if, I think you're talking about her cousin. If that was true about her cousin, it, see, here's the thing. It could legitimately be that she legitimately is speaking her truthful mind. And that might have actually happened with her cousin. It's possible. It's plausible. Right. And that's why. But that's where I was kind of going with all of these celebrities all of a sudden becoming red pill. As I was saying, maybe they're trying to like advocate the conservative thing because it's kind of like a little game of chess that they're playing. But time will tell. Sister Torrance says, right. What kind of move is that these celebrities are making on their side of all this? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure if I read that right, but I feel you. You know, sometimes for you just got to feel them. I go back and watch it later, reread it again, but I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> Monique says, Nicki Minaj embarrassed her cousin's friend in front of the whole world. <laughs> Leave that man and his issues alone. We know his issues are, but we ain't going to get into them. She also told everyone Drake got COVID while vax. So, yeah, I guess... She can't hold water. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. But it does surprise me. I know people personally who contracted it after being vaxxed. You know, they used they, they're calling these breakthrough cases. But the question is, how many breakthroughs do you have to have before you just maybe determine that maybe it just might not work? You know, just maybe I got to be careful what I say because we on YouTube. Thank goodness I'm a small fry. But but serious, a serious question. How many breakthrough cases do you have before it's, it's no longer a breakthrough? Like a breakthrough means, you know, man, goodness, I had a horrible example. I don't even want to use that example. I was going to use the example about conception. Okay, I'm going to use an example, and I'm going to use all the nice words. A breakthrough is like, okay, they say conception. A husband, okay, a man. A man does his due with the woman, and they say that that man's seed has, I think, millions or, or billions of, 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 of sperm, right? One of them breaks through and fertilizes the egg. That's a breakthrough when you have like millions of something. Maybe I even give you, I even reduce it. Maybe like hundreds of thousands. And then one just kind of somehow just breaks through. And like, I don't know how it happened, but it just happened. But like I told y'all, I have two aunts, both work in medical got tested weekly because they work in medical. Like every Tuesday, one of my aunts to get tested. Didn't, didn't contract it like for a whole year. Then they come out with the jab. Soon as she got it, she contracted it. So if, if, if many of us know people personally who have similar stories where they're fully jabbed, but they still contract it. The, the, the medical people even acknowledge now that you can still get it. 
So why are they why are we calling it a breakthrough case? That's ridiculous. At some point, you just gotta be like, look. <laughs> I mean, it's almost like, like you just kind of got something and it just might not might not work. I mean, now and th- and that's the reason why they have to move the goalposts to say it's not about it working; it's about you reducing your symptoms. That wasn't what they said initially. Initially, Joe Biden said verbatim. Well, let me not say verbatim, but he he more or less said. If you are fully jabbed, you don't need to wear a mask. And the original marketing for it was if you get the jab, you won't be able to contract it. Now that we see that that's not true. So they had to move the goalposts. Now the goalposts has been moved even further. Okay, they used to call fully vaxxed people the people that had gotten both jabs. Now they're saying that the jab, I forget which one it is. So go look it up on your own. But but they're saying it might only last like six months. So after six months or whatever time frame, I might have the time frame wrong. But whatever it is, after that, you need to get a booster. Okay. So I was told that, quote, fully vaxxed meant that I had both of these. Now you're telling me that you have to get a booster. Why is that? It's because this issue is still evolving. There hasn't been enough time to let this thing play out and see what are the long-term effects. What is the rush? The rush is the fear, basically. But if you're not scared, there is no rush. So for me, there's no rush. It's no rush at all. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it, I, look, it, it ain't even a, it's no rush at all. But if you've been watching CNN all day or you've been turning on the news all day, yeah, you're going to have this crazy sense of urgency. Um, So, yeah, you got to get the booster. Right. You know, prayerfully, prayerfully, you know, prayerfully, this stuff works out, man. That's all I can say. You know what I mean? Like this one of them situations where you don't want to be right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, cause, cause put, being right potentially means people having crazy side effects or losing their life. So it's like, you don't even, you want to be right. Cause naturally you want to be right, but you don't want to be right at the expense of, of somebody becoming a proverb as the Bible would say, like somebody being an example. And, and, and that's the point I was making that, And no offense, I know some of y'all got it already, but this is, we are still in the experimental phase because you don't know the long-term effects. We, we, you can't know. This thing has been out like less than a year. They, they developed it extremely fast. Operation Warp Speed. So, I mean, if I'm putting something in my body, uh, you're going to have to give me about, you have to give me about 30 years. Because <laughs> I figured 30 years, I might be dead because I don't want, I ain't going to take it anyway. You might have given me about 50 years. After 50 years, I'm like, okay, all right, they, they, they still got that, both their ears. They haven't turned green. You know what I mean? Like, okay, you know, 
I'm still not gonna get it, but <laughs> but 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 in but in all seriousness though, like if if we weren't even in a pandemic and it was just just something like just something right, like just some something maybe maybe like it's just something that came out and they saying people need to get it. I would still want to realistically see like a good five to ten years of, it, to be honest, like a good a good two to three years of seeing how how just how it plays out let me see how it plays out you know but that's just me i don't rush to nothing like i said i'm not moving in haste because i don't have any fear about the situation if god told you anything about your life and it hasn't happened yet the bible says the promises of god are yes and amen so until that thing happened you good you know, I don't get worried when I when I catch a flight because I know God told me I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. God is not a man that he would lie. I'm going to catch the flight and I'm going to have a safe flight. Nothing to worry about. But all through fear of death, they're kept in bondage. Miss Clark says, and how messed up is it that they're acting like natural antibodies mean nothing? They say get the jab anyway, even if you had it. Yeah. And that's that's just the suspicious thing about it to me is like the compulsion. Now, let me let me let me defend some folks. Some folks got the jab before the compulsion. You know what I mean? Like at first they were just telling people like we want everybody to be to have it, whatever, get it. Okay, but now so so my point is you didn't really have an opportunity to witness the suspicious stuff. But now it's like I think in California the kids can't go to school unless they've been uh jabbed. Um certain public places you can't even go to in California unless you've been jabbed. Um all sorts of stuff. Sister Tatiana says flights are getting canceled due to staff issues. Wow. Don't get me started on stimulus checks. That's why people aren't working, getting more money from that an actual job than an actual job. Yeah, that's that is the purpose of that. The purpose of these stimulus checks is to get people to a mindset of entitlement where you depend on government taking care of you. And that's what socialism and communism basically is, is big government where they, we, we as government take care of you. We become your source, your, your father, your God, uncle Sam becomes your dad and he takes care of you. And you just become lazy. And because he takes care of you, what does that mean? It means that he calls the shots. So you become like China. You become like some of these other communist nations where they don't have freedoms. And some of y'all ain't going to appreciate this stuff till it's gone. Sad to say. You know, but but that's just what we're dealing with. So, yeah, it's like in and out, you know, Biden just comes out with this random mandate that i'm not even sure is legal 
where he's just saying any job that has over 100 employees has to mandate their employees to get it. And if they don't, they're going to get fined, I think, like $14,000 per employee or something like that. What's what's really driving this? So we got a lot of praying to do. We got a lot of praying to do because there's a force of evil that is working overtime and we need to be praying overtime. Let me raise my hand first because I have not been praying overtime. But but right now we need to be praying overtime. Even if you got the jab and all that, there's still a lot going on spiritually that we need to be prayerful about. Oh, here's Brittany. She puts a quote. It's a pandemic of of the unjabbed. She said it differently. Those words are super annoying. Yeah. It's just like these people, man, they just it's like their minds have just been turned to mush. And it's like anything they tell them, they just believe it. Like why? What? I feel like when Jesus said, what great somebody said, what great faith. I haven't seen such great faith in Israel. I think he said that to the centurion. He said, I am seeing such great faith even in Israel. That's the way I feel about these people. I'm like, y'all put so much faith in Dr. Fauci. Like, I ain't seen that much faith in the church. And this dude been wrong on, he done contradicted himself on a, a ton of things. Why? Because the situation is evolving. Well, some of it, he just was lying. But <laughs> he even said that. He said, uh, first he said, that masks were ridiculous. You don't need a mask. Then he said, you do need a mask. And then they asked him, well, why did you say at first you don't need a mask? And he said, because we wanted to make sure that all of the hospital workers were able to get the mask before the general public bought them up. So for the greater good, we told people that you don't need a mask, but you actually do need a mask. So after that, it's like, if you're going to lie to me, why do I, why would I listen to anything you have to say after that? Ridiculous. Um, Trinity 88 says, this is the reason why you do not negotiate with terrorists. I agree. I agree. Moni says, so they will have to keep coming out with a new vaccine every year, just like the flu. Yeah, that's basically what it's going to be. It's going to basically be like the flu shot. It's just going to be the, 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 the other shot. And, um, you know, but the thing about it is they, the first one was only six months, I believe. So, so what are you going to begin at every half a year or what? How does that even work? How does that even work? Sister Carolyn says, unfortunately, we don't know the long-term effects of the virus either. We don't. But the jab doesn't stop you from getting the virus. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't stop you from getting it. They just say that it stops your your symptoms from being as worse as they could be. But to respond to that, I just believe in uh, my immune system. I just trust God. I think if, if I get it, he's just going to heal me. You know? That's just what I believe. But I ain't putting nothing in my body if I don't know what it is. Uh... Let me see. I'm trying to get back up to some questions here and then we're going to call it a night. <clears throat> K 
King of Grace says, speaking of the flu, the flu has been on sabbatical since COVID. It has. You don't hear much about the flu. Some people's argument is that because folks have been social distancing and washing their hands and stuff, that's the reason why the flu is not as prevalent as before. Certainly possible. Um, but yeah, I mean, folks just got to... Uh, Everybody need to be persuaded in their own mind, just like the Bible say, I think it's Romans 14 or something like that. Everybody be persuaded in their own mind. I I ain't even, I don't care what people do. My thing is just don't tell me what I need to do. You know, if you want to get it, get it. I got to tell you, my mother has it. I think most of my relatives have it. You know, my mom, she, she about to get her booster and she got the flu shot. So I'm like, look, you putting all this stuff in your body. You got both jabs. Then you got the flu, sh the flu shot. Were they telling you to get that? Then you get in the the booster. We don't know how the flu could potentially the flu shot could potentially interact with the booster. But some people you can't talk to. You know, just just it, it's it's kind of sad to watch, but but it is. King of Grace says, what are the studies on people who has vax regret that psychological effects, the psychological effects of that? I don't know. They pro Those probably wouldn't be mainstream, though, to be honest with you. You would probably have to do some digging to find that. You know, Trinity 88 says this is poison and they are killing people. Hopefully not. I, like I said, I hope that is an honest solution with great intentions and that it even works. My thing is that just don't make me get it if I don't want it. But but I hope for people's sake that it is on the up and up. Do I think it is? Time will tell. Time will tell. Um... Let's see. Carolyn Brown says stimulus checks are not entitlements. You are only being returned some of the taxes money you already paid over the years. It's a tax refund, not entitlement. What I mean by entitlement is that you're condi OK, so we understand that all money that the government has comes from the taxpayers. You understand that most people, everyday people they don't even look at it that way. They just look at it as the government giving me money. And some of that is because a lot of the people receiving the stimulus check don't even really, some of them don't even pay taxes. And what I mean by that is they file taxes, but, but they don't actually owe taxes. So there's actually a cutoff point to where the people who do pay the most in taxes actually don't get the stimulus check so if you make over a certain amount of money you don't even get one <laughs> so 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 when i say entitlements what i'm what i'm getting at is that it's conditioning people to just feel like they're getting something for free and and there is a purpose in this the purpose is to usher in socialism 
which is Marxism. There, there are there are people like Bernie Sanders who openly advocate for socialism. And the reason why they're trying to implement it is because the more the more socialist a country is, the more power the government has. So they have to break America out of capitalism in order to allow the government to have control. Now, why don't I want the government to have control? Because the devil runs the government. That's why. <laughs> Let me just say it plain. The Bible, the systems of this world. The Bible says that the devil took Jesus up on a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory therein and said, all of these can be yours if you just bow down to me and worship me. So what that tells me is the world system belongs to Satan. Either you believe that in Matthew chapter four and Luke chapter four, or you don't. It's either one or two. Either you believe that just like Jesus called him, he's the prince of this world, the prince and power of the air. He's called um, uh, in a second uh, Corinthians. I think it's second Corinthians chapter 10 or something like that. He's called the God of this world. Little G. The question is, if Satan is the God of this world, what is he down here doing? What, what, what do we think? We think it's like like it's Halloween or something like like Satan just down saying, whoo, 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 and he ain't really doing nothing. <laughs> He's in the systems. He's in the systems of the world. So this is why we can't be bound to the systems and why we need to suppress the system as much as we can or 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 at least divest ourselves of the system. Because he runs the system. Is God sovereign? Yes, God is sovereign. But he has given Satan a measure of power and a certain amount of time for him to pull some strings. And all I'm simply saying is there's some strings that are being pulled. So, so yeah, if you want to be like kind of technical yeah, it is just tax people getting their own dollars back, right? But who, who's, who's? I didn't get a stimulus check. I wasn't eligible for a stimulus check. So who? You know what I mean? Like a lot of a lot of people who got the check are feeling entitled because it's not their money that they're getting. It's not their money. So that's what I mean when I say it's breeding entitlement. And it wasn't even like people who lost their jobs or anything. They didn't do any type of audit like that. It's just flat out like everybody. Like we ain't gonna ask you no questions. Now my thing is this: if if it benefited you and it was a blessing to your life, I'm not really I'm not really hating for real. Like I could care less. It ain't really affecting me that much. My focus is on the biggest issue, the bigger issue of how is conditioning people you notice people want another stimulus check i saw an article they were saying they talking about a fourth another four thousand dollar stimulus check everybody loved the stimulus checks but you're not noticing that the price of everything in the grocery store store is going through the roof 
the price of gas is up. We think that's just by coincidence. <laughs> it's because if you print a bunch of money that has no backing behind it, you decrease the value of that money. So all of these spend plans, they're coming out with trillion dollar spend plan, trillion dollar stimulus check. Then you go to the grocery store and you trying to get something cost $5 last week. It's $10 this week. And, and 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 folks can't connect the dots. They can't connect the dots. So, you know, it is what it is, man. This is this is what's happening. All we can do is pray. You know, all we can do is pray and hope people wake up. That's all we can do. You know, just hope people stop depending on government to be their God. You don't want government to be your God. You want God to be your God. Simple as that. Simple as that. So, listen, y'all done got me on here ranting. Um, but God is good. You know what I mean? It, it's just that. It's just that. Look, man, look, we don't, we don't know the effects, man. Like I said, hopefully it's just good. Like, hopefully it's, it's a non-issue. You know what I mean? But... But um, like I said, time will tell. So listen, family, I thank y'all for hanging out with me a little bit. I done opened up the discussion there. Y'all about to get me in trouble. Prayerfully, this even stays up. At first, I was going to take it down. Now it might get taken down on its own. But either way, God is good. I thank y'all for hanging out with me. You know what I'm saying? Agree, disagree. Otherwise, it's all love as far as I'm concerned. But that's all I have in this Solid Talk family. I pray that you've been edified. You all take care and be blessed. It's a solid talk. Speaking out loud and deaf. Check it out. Speaking out loud and deaf. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. I keep it solid. I'm dropping knowledge, wisdom, understanding, just like you done went to college. Devil know we working, his goal is to try to stop it. Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it. Controversial topics, just to keep it honest. Truth hit hard, just like it's a blunt object. Culture living godless, I can't even call it. We in the last days, Babylon is falling. Don't kill the messenger, I can't mess with ya Points got a plethora, this life will keep on testing ya Let's walk and get the best of ya I'm trying to tell you bruh, only a the Shelby say we trying to get the rest Speaking of ya Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next True believers, they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect Spiritual wickedness in high places Trying to cause division with the people and the races Jesus gave commission, say go out to all the nations So we streaming live on television and the stations No, we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces The cross was Eddie Murphy, then I grow we trade in places The lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces So we preach it to a generation that is faithless Understand his greatness, ancient of the ages Written on my heart, the red letters of 
of the pages The blood of Jesus covers all my sin and it erases I pleaded and believe it so it covers all my bases Speaking out loud in depth Cancel culture can't keep me in check And from beginning gotta tell us what's next True believers they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest And show each other respect Try and keep my sanity amongst calamity Social media nothing more than narcissistic vanity PC culture on a mission and they try to cancel me But I know Jesus gonna keep me covered like a canopy Blood give me amnesty, no I can't handle me Not where I wanna be, but best believe I plan to be Flesh wrestle against the spirit, main event and slamboree So I need him every day, to daily, weekly, annually Iron sharp as iron, so I'm strengthened by my brethren We may not meet down here, but guaranteed the link in heaven The born again and righteous are the ones he's gonna let in Let's keep the faith and be amongst the saints when they step in